Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Top Bin Talks presented by FTF Canada. Um, this is episode 26, and I'm one of your co-hosts, Adam Jones, joined, as always, by the newly healthy returning man for Loudoun United, Mr. Kwame Awua. Kwame, how you doing? I am feeling blessed, never stressed, um, excited. Um, I remember when I first got hurt, and I was, I was telling this to my friend the other, well, earlier today. I was like, when I first got hurt, obviously, when you get hurt, you do research about the injury that you get. Like, you're trying to not – you're trying not to psych yourself out, but you're trying to figure out, like, yo, how this, how this process is going to go. And everyone was telling me, yo, like, yeah, you might, you might as well call it the season wraps. Technically, it is wraps, but for me, just being able to step back on the field again, first of all, thank God. But secondly, just to step on the field, it's like crossing over a finish line. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I didn't play, even though I can, like people are saying, oh, I would fire you. I wouldn't play because, like, yo, there's only two games left. I feel like I, w- I didn't complete the journey. You know what I mean? Like, the whole point was to try to be be back before the season ends. And I finally did that. And, like, for me not to play, I'll be like, yo, that's crazy to me. Well, it's so, also like, just to get some miles before the end of the season, right? Like, 100%. You want to get something in this year before yeah. heading into next year anyway, right? So, no, yeah. completely understand. Especially because the USL is a whole different league. Like, I played in, obviously, CPL, MLS, MLS Next Pro. I, wow, I played in all the American leagues. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, so it's like, it's a whole different type of league. So, like, I just want, watching it from the outside is different. Like, being in the game, maybe, you know what I mean? I get a little taste of it, and then I know what to expect for next year. So, um, it was... It's been six months and a half now, and yeah, I'm fully healed, fully cleared. Been training for two weeks, just getting my fitness back, but can't wait to touch pitch. Spoil people's playoff hopes, just like they spoiled ours. There you go. Oh, that's always the best, too, eh? When you have Mm -hmm. at least a chance. At least it's not like a mean nothing, like you're playing another team who hasn't made the playoffs right now. It's like, no, 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 we can actually spoil someone's day. It's it's a nice feeling. Yeah, it's it's a nice feeling, bro. So that... That's what's happening, and I just came back. I, I just came back from a long weekend in New York, so that's part of the reason why I'm tired as well. You know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got a long weekend coming up. It's Thanksgiving, so your first weekend back, your first game back is coming on Canadian Thanksgiving, at least not the yeah. American one. American Thanksgiving, we don't really celebrate that. That shit crazy. The whole week, <laughs> the whole week, bro. Whole like, week. They, used to, they used to give us a whole week off in college for Thanksgiving. I'm like, bro, like. Y'all don't need all of that, but hey, Americans are out here killing the Indians, but we don't have to speak about that. That's what we're celebrating. So, yeah, um, well, but yeah, how you been, bro? Been good, man. Been good. Just obviously getting right back in the swing of things with coaching being all encompassing again and playing myself and getting back to, into training mode and job and job and just kind of figuring out that schedule again, which has been a little bit hectic, but no, it's, it's been good, man. It's been good. I'm finally back in the swing of things and in a routine, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, every single day is like, Oh, there's something new to do. There's something new. How's the weather in the West coast? Has it started raining yet? Just started. It just turned. It just turned. Oh yeah. It's raining. Today's been miserable. <laughs> Bro, I was in New York. It was pouring in New York, like half of Manhattan, lower Manhattan was flooded. Like I saw rat, that. rats were coming up the subway. Like even the rats were fed up. Like that's what that's what was crazy. Like Lower Manhattan, Brooklyn, 
it was absolutely wild. And I was like, wow, I picked the right weekend to go to New York. But hey, still enjoy the time. But that's good, though. I mean, rather rain or snow. So rain every day of the week, man. Exactly. Honestly, it's been like golfing weather every single day. Like even Saturday was super, super nice. You can start to tell like it started cooling down. It started to cool down a lot at night now. Mm-hmm. Um and then even still, like if there's a little bit of a wind, you're like, okay, there's definitely a chill. Like it's definitely mm-hmm. fall weather. It's not summer anymore, but it's been super sunny. And then like this week, it looks like it's turning to rain. Obviously, just in time for the long weekend, you know. It's just, it's always yeah. the way it is. Keep 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 you inside a little bit. All right, man. So first up on the docket, we got the whole spiel about the FIFA ratings, Canadian men's and women's Canadian players in general. Um Alfonso Davies being the highest rated, right? Yeah, at 83 with a, a, and on the a women, potential and on of the 88. Women, and then on the women's side, it was? Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence at an 87 yeah. at right back. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it. I'm happy for Ashley, especially, like, even this past week where she played with the national team, two assists, like, she's been cooking, uh, especially against Jamaica. And, like, in general, she's been doing really well, so. I'm happy about that. Alfonso Davies at 83 is fair, but a high potential is still fair as well. Um, they got him listed as a left midfielder, no? Yeah, that's what I that's what I find kind of weird. Is like he he's not listed as a left back, which I think, I think probably he, impacts that rating slightly, considering when you look at what other like I mean, the highest left midfielder is Bukaya Saka at like mm-hmm. 88. So he's not that far behind. Bukaya mm-hmm. Saka. Mm-hmm. But he's also got the same rating as like Luke Shaw, who's an 83 left back, and Jordi Alba. Yeah. And Jordi Alba's on his last legs. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That has to be a legacy rating, by the way. Yeah. 100%. It has to be. Has to be. You can't. Like, you there's can't. no way. <laughs> there's <Yeah>. no way. <laughs> Bro, you don't, remember, you don't remember those times where like you knew a guy like Puyol was on his way out or like Maldini and then those, but they'll give them like a cheeky 79. Cause it's it's good, it's up there, but it's not. You know what I mean? They're kind of yeah. ah, yo. Cause like imagine like one year, they what the highest they've ever been was like a ninety, and then like five years later they boom like into the seventies. Not gonna be. It's, it's a legacy rating. It's a legacy thing. And to be fair, Jordi L was still doing well in MLS, so it's not. Yeah, like- Messi's reincarnating his FIFA rating as well. Facts, <laughs> facts, 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 facts. Um, on top of that. We had the comp. So obviously the FIFA ratings come out and then Manchester United and Byron play each other in a weird, really entertaining match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was boring. And then it just like five goals happened. It's like, yo, what the hell just, you know what I mean? It was also the most boring way you could probably script a four or three game. That's like... what I mean. It was, un- it was unbelievable. Like Byron was like dominating the game. Then Man U kind of like, you know what, like taking waves of attack. So they were kind of chilling. It's like they couldn't keep the ball sometimes. And then when you think Byron was about to run away from it, run away with it, Casemiro, two glancing headers. And then the own, was it the own goal, the last one? Man, I, think, I think it was. Well, I know Hoyland, Hoyland scuffed one in, Casemiro scuffed one in, and then. Um, yeah, I think the third one was an own goal, but own goal. It, it, and oh, the worst part was that United are actually the better team, and then Onana has a stinker, yeah. yeah, and then and then comes up huge the rest of the game, like he was that's brilliant. What I mean. <laughs> Aside from Bro, that, but yeah, that's what I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, I was gonna ask too. I was like, yo, don't you think 
Um, having a goalkeeper like that, like Victor Valdez had his, like Onana's having is like people like good goalkeepers, like that, especially play out the back. They're due for like, you know what I mean? Like that's what you risk. Well, yeah, you I wouldn't. Go I, like I, that. I still think like a goal like that though, probably mm-hmm. is one that you expect any goalkeeper to save. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing if, again, like, you know, if he gets caught out because he's playing too high and you know, give the ball away high up the pitch or not that super high up the pitch, I completely get that because that's part of who he is in his DNA. And if he, you know, that kind of thing, I understand. But when it's a shot-stopping error, like, it didn't mm-hmm. deflect. You look at yeah. the goal, like, everyone talks about the nail in the coffin for De Gea was the, the second goal in the FA Cup final last year. And you're like, this was way worse. This, this might be worse than any goal De Gea has led in for United. And there's been some howlers. No, that right? is. Like, but you you see the reaction though when he when he knows he fucks up, like he knows, like his hand, hand is in his hand, like you know what I mean. Oh, it's I think every like, every every goalkeeper I think knows. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I I I, I don't hold it against him, man. Like he he came yeah. up huge the rest of the game. He made some massive saves. Yeah. Um, and everything, but obviously on this side of the world, everyone just stuck to the comments made before the game by Ten Hag. Yeah. About, about Alfonso. And I mean. Um, he wasn't wrong, like, like, and and, and I think it's it, it like he was proven right within three minutes when Fonzie was on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. He was on the wrong side of Polistri. Yes, he makes a good last dish tackle, but that should never be this. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't have to do that in the first place. Like mm-hmm. defensive, he, he is not the best defender. If you look at his one on one defending, he's not. His athleticism gets him out of a lot of mistakes that he makes which fair enough he's that athletic and can do that but every player has a weakness yeah it's crazy because like i think it's because he's one of our own and like canada never had canada never had such a big representation on the across the pond especially on a team like byron who's used to winning that everybody knows like they win all the time so like we're kind of so overprotective of Alfonso. Oh, it's like a Napoleon yeah, like, complex. It is like we are so we're, sensitive. We're, we're insanely overprotective when it comes to Alfonso because you don't see people. You don't see people complaining when we used to say Marcelo couldn't defend. No, <laughs> like, he, he was. A t- we were he, like, Yo, everyone knows Marcelo's not a good one v one defender, but we don't care. Think about what that say, side of the still, pitch. It was Marcelo Ronaldo versus Jordi. Uh, sorry, no, Danny Alves and Messi. Yeah. It was the worst defending you've ever seen. It was seen the worst defending display head. ever. But, like, when they were both attacking, it was like, damn, bro, like, who going to be the best? Atta-? Like, it wasn't really so, like, we know – Alfonso's not getting paid because of his defending. We all know that. He's not getting paid for that. So, like, why do we keep holding him to a why standard? Why so fucking of, like, sensitive? Just fucking yeah. grow up. And 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 the comments were made about – Ten Hag made it about the player he was playing against in Police Street, yes. who's more similar to Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden and Riyad Mahrez. Who fucking destroyed Fonzie over two legs last year? When City and again, it's not like it's his fault. They played against the fucking best team in the world last year in Man City. Yeah, like yeah, you have to worry about Holland and you have to worry about all these guys. And how do you? Oh my god! But it's a different type of fucking game playing against those guys than it's playing against someone like Usman Dembele. It's completely different. Like you saw when he played when they played PSG, he wasn't great against Neymar and Messi. He did enough, but. He was. It's not like he was. He he locked them down. Mm-hmm. 
you know like that but, but those guys those are guys you don't challenge really, it's a different I, challenge honestly messi and neymar i'm not really like yo you no one's really locking them down no, so, but you know like, I mean? it's like look at kyle walker kyle walker against mbappe in the world cup yeah Mbappe's worst game by a mile. Nishis was torching people. Same, same thing. But it's like that's a north-south player compared to someone mm-hmm. who's going to come inside and say, no, no, come get really – you don't want me with the ball at my feet, so it means you got to get tighter. That's going to open up more space. Like it, it's a way different game because it's way more mental, and it's going to – you have to defend space rather than player mm-hmm. way more. And that's a it's, – it's a fucking impossible balance against that Man City team, man. Like it, it mm-hmm. honestly is. But yeah. to sit there and be this sensitive about these comments when they conceded three fucking goals in the game. And it should have been a fourth because he was on the wrong side of someone. Mm-hmm. And his clearance sucked and went right but right to United player. His goalkeeper bailed him out. Like you got like the comments. Yeah, were we're just we're just we're definitely just overprotective. I definitely that's I think that's what it is. Because like we we struck gold with him. And like any bad thing that people say about him is kind of like, yo, we have to come to defense. Which I understand as well because, like, you got to hype up your own players. But, like, it's also about, like, being real. Excuse me? It's also about being realistic, yo. Yeah. There's yeah, so many play- There's so many wingbacks that we say are not good defenders. And no one gets mad about it. But for him, it's like, god damn. And he's a great – like, it has. it's not a personal attack. It's nothing like that. Like, he wasn't brought there to be a defender per se. You know what I mean? Like, he was no. there to add an extra wave of attack. Like, him and Leroy Sané on the same – side the hamstrings of Dallow and the mans they're yo they have to split time yo it's, it's true it's and, so true yeah like imagine just they Dallow couldn't even go up he was like i can't even go up risk overlapping or anything like that because like i'm not gonna track these guys back you know what i mean so it's kind of like yo you gotta pick your poison well yeah and it's like if you look at like if you really go back, like if you look at like the best fullbacks in the world who are complete fullbacks, you're looking at like Philip Lom. He was clamps, but he didn't. Like, he was offense. He was an offense. Paulo Maldini. Yeah. Like, but they weren't like offensively. It was a bit of a different time. It was different yeah. time. But like when you look at like Roberto Carlos, it was all about his attacking and how he could whip yeah. the ball in and do like there wasn't the other side of it, right? Like that's no. that's the part that again, like when fucking like every single comment like oh we're we're a soccer nation also no we're fucking not because we react to shit like this like Mm -hmm. this is so reactionary for the wrong reason of being like Mm -hmm. you're right he's not he's not a defending is not one of his strong it's not his strengths yeah but look at what he can do defensively because of his athletics Mm -hmm. like like that's the part that blows my mind like kyle walker's never been that good of a defender until he's in his 30s like he wasn't no he wasn't Jones well, he was Stones. just fast. He was just not fast. a very good defender. Very good on the ball. Like, mm-hmm. look what, like, look what coaching has turned him into. And and mm-hmm. Fonzie's been his defensive ability has been getting better. It has. Yeah. You can't dispute it's not been getting better. It's still not his strength because of how good he is going forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, can we just take a fucking second here, listen to it, and go? True. Mm-hmm. I, I I can see that. And Ayrton Hugs obviously going to hype up his own player. Yeah. So. I don't know why, like, like I said, I don't know why people are, um, we're feeling some type of way, but yeah, in general, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the rating didn't help. Like it came out right before this and it was like, it was like two things and seemed like it was too much. The the ratings are the ratings. You know what I mean? The ratings are the ratings. Um, him, there's a couple Ratings that I don't I don't personally agree with, like Star Arfield being a 69 is crazy to me. Um, 
Like, there's so many other players that we know personally that, like, yo, he's probably our best midfielder other after Estacio. Right now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, bro. Uh, Kone, you can you can argue. Kone, that's what, but like, Kone. Kone, even Kone is a sixty-seven. I'm like, yo, chill, like. Yeah, I wonder if so. I I just wonder if for part of that, like, I think the thing that might go against Kone there is because he's in the championship, and you look at the number of players that are just there. The average out. I think that's more so what it is. Like, yeah. if you look in the championship, like, a yeah, he's doing well. He's making strides. Mm-hmm. So is everybody else that's that's there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm sure his potential is higher than other players. Oh, but when you look at like his overall to start with, like you're being compared against some of the it's the best second league in the world and yeah. the league right ahead of you is the best league in the world yeah so it's kind of like i think that's where he kind of gets stuck with that's why yeah. he's a 67 where scott arfield's played in the prem he's proven it he's played in the champions yeah. league and he's done all this stuff for rangers yeah that's where he, that's that is crazy bro he's scoring in champions league with rangers bro comes to mls for one year half a year and all of a sudden he's a 69 that's crazy yeah that's wild. Yeah, i know <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that, Honestly, that, the one the one that I find kind of crazy is Tejon. Being a 71 or 72? 72, but being lower than like Osorio. Like he yeah. he was good last year in the Champions yeah. League, man. He was very good. Like there's a reason why he's being linked to Inter and to these other big clubs yeah. as a as a wing back, man. Like I think that's that another one, thing. Like the team you play for matters as well. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. Which is probably why some of the guys, like even Scott Arfield, the reason that he's I mean, like if he had stayed yeah. in Europe somewhere, I bet he's he's bet he's higher. But because he's come to Charlotte and Charlotte are second last, terrible. yeah, that probably plays a part in it, right? A hundred percent. Damn. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple that obviously I kind of like. Well, who cares? Honestly, I don't really play. It's not even called FIFA no more. It's the yeah. AFC, so I don't even play that shit no more. So it's, it's calm to me. Um, I haven't played. I haven't played that game in. I haven't, I, played since FIFA. I haven't played since FIFA 20, but shout out to the CPL. They got me that because I had to do uh, um, an appearance kind of media thing with this uh, Canadian Premier League and I had to do a Twitch. I had to stream myself playing FIFA, which was kind of dope during COVID. Yeah, just to That's keep That's kind of sick. It was sick, bro. I won't even lie. That's why I say shout out to them, yo. Bro, That's kind of dope. I had to do a Twitch. And so what they had was they would partner me with a guy who was an actual like FIFA player, like an EA sports player. That was okay. from Toronto. So, like, everybody has one in their own city. Every team has their own one. Oh, yeah. And then each player who was good at the game, you would play. And we lost in the finals. But my guy, I don't know if you know him. His name is Goal Machine. I don't. I honestly do. I yeah. haven't played FIFA. Like, I would have played whatever FIFA was still on Xbox 360. <laughs> I didn't buy a new one. Like FIFA I, old, played. I, I had FIFA 09 for Xbox 360, bro. What a good Rooney was on it. We're probably talking like FIFA 12 or 13, probably is the last one I've genuinely like genuinely played. I think, yeah, bro. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are the ratings. Um Canadians, please, please, please stop being sensitive. Like just as much as we're able to praise Alfonso and he deserves praise, we should be able to criticize the game without having it to be a personal attack on the man, bro. It's not a personal and, attack. I don't even – and the weirdest thing to me is, like, the mm-hmm. praise that he's gotten, I don't think has been excessive whatsoever. Like, if it no. was, like, wildly in that way and then the other way, you'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, like, I don't – that's the one thing I find kind of strange. Like, the praise that he's gotten 
not just globally, but also from here, it's been pretty fucking on point. Yeah. Like, so it's like no one's yeah, gotten so- carried away with what he's done. You mm-hmm. felt like it, it he it could have got that way at the start, and then you saw him mm-hmm. do everything. You're like, oh my god, he is so he's fucking so legit. Let's mm-hmm. just keep this train going. And obviously, scoring Canada's first goal in the World Cup is amazing. And like yeah. he, he he like for as much pressure, I guess that he's kind of been put under. He's lived up to the hype so far without a shadow of a doubt. Hundred percent. He's he just got and he got yeah. Obviously, the national team, men's national team, is just a bunch of dogs too. So when you got dogs with you, they're like. They know mm-hmm. you're under pressure, but if you take some with a weight off your shoulders and you enjoy playing with them, like you don't, you feel the pressure, but like it's not really pressure to you. You're like, yo, I'm like, it's a great moment. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones. Whereas, like, oh, if yeah. you're playing on a team where like everything really revolves around you, that's like, damn. Like, there's times where Jonathan David saved Canada's ass, or Kyle will save Canada's ass, or Tejan, you know what I mean? He doesn't, it always, was Alphonse, Alphonse's not always the guy that has to, you know what I mean? Like, take the last shot, if we would say if it was basketball. No, it's it's it genuinely yeah. has been by committee so far, and you even saw yeah. that World Cup when they started clawing back against Morocco. Like, Atiba hits the crossbar. Like it it was it was genuinely a collective and a group effort, 100%. right? And 100%. and you know, I think that's that would be the mindset that I would keep going forward with with the with especially this group, right? Like that's kind of the mindset the U.S. have always had. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about it. They, they... Kind of was their talisman. But you had Clint Dempsey and Altador, and you had guys, and you're like, you know, you know what, you Kobe Joneses, and these guys are gonna sit behind you and just drag and yeah. move the, Michael Bradley. We're gonna move the chains, and you guys go do what you. It was by collective, and then and you saw you saw with the latest U.S. team, man, at the World Cup, their performance against England. Ne- yeah. I've never seen Burhalter put out a team to play that way in his yeah. whole time. Nope, but they did it, and they did it by committee. And you're like, oh my god, if they can get that buy-in yikes that's what i mean i mean the u.s obviously we already had that conversation they just have just so much more resources and more players and people in general so you have a lot more people to choose from so it brings the competition a lot higher um so now we talk about the women's side obviously ashley loner being the highest 87 um the women have just qualified for the paris 2024 olympics beating jamaica the first game was what two nothing Two 0 and then they won two one. Little scare. It was scary. Hey man, Demo. that free kick, that free kick that Jamaican girl scored, woman scored, boy, that was a wicked Perfect. free kick, bro. I Perfect. said, damn, like men or women, like I haven't seen other than Messi's game winning game time or game yeah game time against Dallas. That was probably the best week I've seen so far, bro. I won't even lie, she whipped that bad boy top bins. I said, Ooh. oh yeah, yeah, so, just over the wall too. Just yeah. over the wall, right in the top. Sheridan had no chance. Yeah, it was class, bro. I give him credit there. I mean, obviously we're, we're Canadian, but Jamaica's on the uprise. I think the World Cup getting them getting out of the group stage really, really showed them that like, yo, they can play with the best of the best of them. And now it's time to just put resources into a country that has like what two million people, bro. That's what it's like. Come on, you know what I mean? It's it's also great for them to have way stiffer and tougher competition within CONCACAF other than the US. Yep. That's also a huge plus because now all of a sudden now games are going to start to mean way more. Yep. And it's not just a walk in the park. Like I, I remember watching, I think it was when they were qualifying for Rio and they played mm-hmm. Mexico at BC Place and it was like 8-0. And it was like, what is the point of this game even? 
Bro. You know, it's, and now you see those two legs and it's tightly contested. It's tightly fought. It's a hard away game. It's a hard home game. Yeah. Like it, it makes it better. And it's going to, it, it can only propel. It Shout out to the Canadian propel. people that went, went out to Toronto. watch that BMO field. I yeah. mean, on, on a random Tuesday, it's kind of tough. Like I know how people work. And I know the track. I personally know the traffic in that area around game time to get there for a seven o'clock game. That shit must have been miserable. So shout out to people that made it. Um, Chloe Lacasse, our good friend who was on our last episode, episode 25. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, bagged again. Big goal. Big goal. Right? Both legs, no? No, I didn't know. No, 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 no. no, no. no. It it was, she, scored, she scored the header that brought it back header. to 1-1 at, at BMO, right? Yeah. She yeah. Scored, scored a nice glancing header. Um like we were just talking, Christine Sinclair doesn't really play these next two legs. Is this kind of like a? Fair I think or? I think that was her last. I think yeah. that was her last one. You don't think, think she? That. You don't think she goes to the Olympics? No, no, no. Twenty twenty six, dude. Isn't it twenty? It's twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, it is. Remember the COVID year. That's another year. That's another year, man. I don't yeah. think. So. I don't think so. Personally, I I think that's like you. You can already see now, like. They, they, she can't start now. She can't like the team's getting that little bit more dynamic. And Livy Smith you, coming off the bench, too. Well done, Olivia. Yeah, Livy getting this. significant minutes, man. Like, that's huge. Playing, playing in front of your home, fan, your home, your parents, your family get to come watch. That's dope. Got Chloe's family, too. Drove up from Sudbury, so that's really cool. It's like, she barely gets to go home, but like, she got to score they, a big goal in front of your family. That's dope. That's dope. And they know that, that drive, too. Been. That would have been a outrageous yeah, drive yeah. <laughs> bro shout out to yeah shout out to them yeah I mean, and, a- and ashley was hugely instrumental in both goals too and um no like like i think like the nicest thing to see from those two games was obviously that it was apparent that a change needed to happen from the world cup and there was mm-hmm. there's a change in system there's a change in philosophy uh, not necessarily a change in philosophy but a change in build-up and and, and mm-hmm. everything and you could see it work which is mm-hmm. obviously fantastic and in two massive games that are super important. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to try something new and have it go really poorly in a friendly. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. It's just a friendly, like these are two hum- like, like they had to qualify. A hundred percent. And obviously you would like to see, obviously I have a lot of Jamaican friends, but I was, it just sucked that Canada had to play Jamaica. Um, the U S played South Africa. So like, that's even more random. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who picks this stuff, but, Canada men's team uh been said to have a friendly is it a friendly against is it against Japan? Yeah, yeah, they get one. And they only have they only have one friendly coming up. One friendly in October. That's in October, sometime coming up. Um, what do you yeah. think about that matchup? What do you think about them playing like it's a we great, would never it's a great play. it's a great country to play. Japan yeah. are fucking good, dude. They're yeah, fucking they are- good. Like that's a top top quality opponent, which again I think years like ago, we don't get that. I know, I know, we don't we don't get it. Like it's a it's a right. great little barometer. Like let's see where we're at. Like they just beat Germany again. <laughs> like there, it's they, it's they always be cooking Germany. Like the last time, three times they played, they won all the match, all the games. Yeah, it's one of those uh, those Axis powers. They're old allies. Yo, I love Japan. What? Come on, watching them. I feel like those guys just like. When you watch Japan play, especially when you watch them against Germany, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's like 
these guys are like, yo, they always have something to prove against those guys. Like the it's, goals that they be scoring will be the, like masterclass goals every time. It's like, yo, this don't make no sense. How y'all scoring one touch passing? Like they do one touch all the way from their back, cross, boom, goal. I'm like, damn, Jeremy, every time it's you. It's a different philosophy. And it's also just, it. it's one of those things that I think this is, and actually, I want to get your take on this too. This is one of those things that it goes. This is why for this is for me why this is the best sport in the world. Is that it's not just a different philosophy. You have completely different fucking upbringings and culture. Like Japan, you look at like if you just look at like their historical from a historical context, they're very disciplined. They're very traditionally oriented. All the stuff, and then when you watch them play a sport, you kind of sit there and they're like they all kind of do the same thing, which means they all kind of train the same way. It's all about discipline. And you can, you can see culture generally translated into the way certain nations play, which is mm-hmm. why when you look at Brazil, it's, it's Samba. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. And, and again, there's a reason why for as unbelievable they are going forward, why they haven't won more world cups is because mm-hmm. it's a liability defensively, yeah. but culturally they don't care. Look at what it is. Look at look at how good it is going forward. They're like, yo, if you're gonna lose, you gotta lose playing the Brazilian way. They don't give a fuck. Exactly, but yeah. it's it's you know the Germans. It's it's a well oiled machine. Yeah. And like there there are cultural aspects within it mm-hmm. that you can genuinely see. Like you look at the Italians. They are so resolute. It. I mean, mind you, they have to qualify for a fucking tournament. But once they yeah. get there, you're not They're breaking them down. Italian, you're no, not Italian breaking them down. Yeah, Italian teams have always been historically good in tournament football, though. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like it's just that if they don't qualify, then they, that just sucks. Like they suck. But when it, when they actually get to the tournament, I feel like they play down to their competition. They play at the they level do, of the they do, but it's also like yeah, they'll they'll do enough to win the game. Yeah, but that's against anyone. So they could be yeah. playing the best team in the world, and they'll do enough to win that game because yeah. they're going to be so hard to break down. They're so resolute defensively, and 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 you can see these things like. That's why, like, when Noah Lyles says winning an NBA championship, like, how can you call yourself a world champion? It's fast. I fully agree with him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, and this is, like, it's part of, like, the arrogance. It's Mm -hmm. 100% part of the arrogance of the U.S. saying, oh, this team. Yeah, no shit. No shit, that's the case. But how about you take all of those players off of the Denver Nuggets who aren't American Mm -hmm. and put them on their national teams? You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there is a difference between playing for your national team and playing by a different set of rules than playing in the NBA and playing with other really good players around the world. Is it the like it'd be like, the reason why the US lost in the FIBA World Cup, bro? Don't get me wrong, it wasn't their best team. You no, can't say that when Durant's not there and Steph Curry's not there and LeBron's LeBron, not there and yeah, all yeah. these like don't get me wrong, like that USA team should win. They should yeah. win. The men men city aren't world champions because they won the best league in the world. No. Man City won the Champions League. They're not world champions. They're UEFA champions, champions of League. Champions of Europe club football. Yeah. Like, then, like you go that's to, the part, then you go to the FIFA Club World Cup, and then that's when you could say you're the best team in the world. You're the best I, club in the world. Club like, team you're, in the not, world. you're not a world champion, though, because that's a national yeah. team thing. It's like it, it blows my mind that people in the, like, in the U.S. can't see that. Like It actually yeah. genuinely blows my fucking mind. That they can't see that like there's a difference. And again, with track athletes, they are racing against everybody else in the world. And they're all time like you actually yeah. know who like you know what everyone else is doing at like when there's legit yeah. events, you have to get timed to even qualify. You there's a threshold of time you have to hit. Yeah. 
it's wild. Like you are literally competing against the world in track <laughs> sure. and in like the Olympics and stuff. Like, yes, they, to broaden the spectrum. Yes. They do allow some people. Cause again, if it was the, uh, if it was just based on who the quickest are, then most of those would be from the wealthiest countries like the U S would get most yeah. of the spots. Right. So yeah. they do have to expand it a little bit and you can only have yeah. so many qualify from each country, which is again, similar to FIFA and the fact mm. that Europe only gets so many. Yeah. But good God, like, there is a massive difference between me playing against everybody where you had to qualify to even get in and then being like, well, this is just our league. Yeah, but th- so what they – so I watched the uh, NBA podcast, um, Gilbert Arena's Gil's Arena, and guys are going back and forth about it. And it is – it does stem from the arrogance, American arrogance. And, like, we kind of know, obviously, if you're when you're a Canadian living in America, you see, you see the arrogance, you see it firsthand. What they're saying is, like, all the best players from all those other countries come to play in the NBA. So you're playing against the best of the best. And it's like, okay, fair. But at the same time, when you say world champion, you're not playing against everyone in the world. You're playing against the best players in the world. Like, yeah, those are the best players in the world. But when it comes, when it comes to a world event, like a national event, if it is nationals, even if it's club, like – we like when we watch FIFA Club World Cup. Usually, we know who's going to win the tournament, but that doesn't mean that they don't play. So what yeah, people, yeah. So, but what people, are, the NBA guys are saying, they're like, "Why would I play?" Like, let's say Denver with Nuggets won the championship. Like, you think guys want to waste their time playing against the Euro League champion or the Asian League champion? It's like, yo, Denver is going to wipe them up. Yeah, they might, but you can't call yourself the world champion if you actually don't even go through it, go through with it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know how you stand against the rest of the world just because you're playing some of the best players in the league. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like... Well, it was also, I think JJ Redick brought up the point of being like, Steve Kurt made the comment coaching of like, yeah, but this role NBA player, like the difference is, is all of the Americans are typically the stars on their team. Yeah. And now they have to accept the role. Whereas yeah. for others, for some of the other countries... They're taking guys who are more role players in the NBA, and now they're the star. Yeah, now they get to be the go-to. Like it's not all just like it's not just about Nikola Jokic. Yeah, right. Like he's going to be the star or Luka Doncic, right? Like they're the star of stars. But then you look at the Serbia team who didn't have Jokic, who almost won. They almost beat Germany, and you look at the role players in the NBA, and they're like, "Oh my god, these guys are beasts." You also have to look at the rules. The set of rules in FIBA is a lot different from the NBA rules, like. It's more they run more proper offenses. Where like NBA, it's such a transition. Like they shoot as many shots as you can get up, gives you a higher chance to win. So when people cross over half, it's like quick attacks, like all the time. Whereas like in FIBA, dudes play to the point guard, run a set play. Like oh that didn't work, they run it again. Like they run something different. Like there's three counter movements to one uh, uh, possession. People crash the. I know it's not a basketball podcast, but like. I was listening to JJ Reddit, Cam Johnson was on it, and people crash the boards. Like, there's different things that people do in the NBA that make the NBA more entertaining. Don't get me wrong, NBA basketball obviously is probably the most entertaining sport to watch in North America because of how transition it is and how good players, skilled the players are and athletic they are. But I feel like the reason why the Americans feel some type of way is because, and another, another American said it. If it was another, if it was a, 
a player, uh, someone that from a day, let's say it was a Jamaican man. And he said, yo, like, I'm the world champion. I don't know why America, this and that. It's like, they just took it so, so harsh because Americans feel from like within. All, all, they feel like all Americans should be like rooting for America. Like, oh, like they expect all American athletes to have American arrogance. So like when Noah Lyle said that, instead of being like, yo, you know what? Or even having a conversation, like you have the biggest stars in the world commenting on the, on the man, like KD and then men's commenting on the man's uh, statement saying this guy's a clown, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo, if it came from someone else, you wouldn't be saying this. You're just mad because it hits home. You're like, damn, one of our own people said that. So I don't know. I mean, I agree. Like, you can't be – like, we know who's going to win the Club World Cup champion. Like, when Real Madrid goes, we're like, yo, none of these teams are better than Real Madrid. But they still go to say that they're the best team in the world, in Club World, in the world. That's it. Argentina lost their first game in the World Cup to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Then they have to claw themselves all the way back out. Like, it, it's just – it's it's different, man. It It is different. And that – and I – I would hope, I would hope to see a transition from other sports that now take kind of global sport more seriously. Now that there is more funding coming in, um, you know, like I think that would, I think that would, that only kind of improves sport across yeah. the world. And yeah, the U.S. should and will dominate basketball. They should. It's a given, yeah. But Canada should, that- Canada, Canada, and the U.S. realistically should dominate hockey and Russia and Sweden. There's those four. It's yeah, pretty much those it. four. And it's, and, and it's always the fi- those are always the final four every time. Yeah, and like those- yeah, you have some generations where Finland have been really fucking good yeah. lately, and they were really good when Salon, like Timo Solani, yeah. came on the scene and stuff. But they're they're kind of their like generation come up and then they're yeah. gone for a little while. Whereas you have these systemic programs, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it no, is it's, what it is, and I think it like, it's the funniest thing is like looking at how they are with that compared to like football. They're the exact same way. Mm-hmm. World champions, like you guys, are the only country that fucking plays the sport. Plays Sorry, one of two, one of two, one of two. Yeah, but, nah, man. See, see like, in here, bro. But if you look at if you look at for for soccer and for football, like they don't even they will never say that ever. No. Because there's everyone else started like it's things that they almost didn't start where they won't say it. Baseball, they do say like they're world champions for the World Series, yet they lose to Japan in the final. At least they made the final in that one. Yeah. Again, you have the Dominican, you have these smaller yeah. countries that are fucking very good, good at baseball, very very good. Yeah. Um, but at least that one, you're like, okay, there's the World Series, like there's World Championships of baseball now. Yeah. So now and there's an actual not the World Champs. I know, and but like at least they tried out a proper team with Mike Trout and everyone. Like yeah. they fucking brought a good team, right? I hope to see that now in basketball, especially with like the Olympics, because I think the Olympics for a lot of sports, I think the Olympics is just it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is it. It is the pinnacle of international competition for those sports. Um, so I hope that that becomes the thing. Or if or if say the NBA players don't want to do that one, then it is FIBA. Then it's the ba- FIBA World Championships that is the pinnacle for them. For international yeah. competition, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be that would be nice because I think like when I look at hockey's been missing that massively lately, without being able to send their NHL players to the Olympics, that's mm-hmm. been huge. Um, obviously now like with the World Cup coming to, mm-hmm. I think like the World Cup coming is going to make it even that yeah. much more apparent of how yeah. important global standards are for it, um, mm-hmm. which will be great, but. You know, the Olympics for by and large is kind of like for other sports, at least is the pinnacle. 100%. I mean, yeah, that, 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 those comments are, uh, 
it is what it is. I knew I understood like, but you you that's what I mean. You just can't be so close-minded to the fact that someone is like just understand where try to understand where the person's coming from. That's all. Um talking about uh champions. Wait, before we go to that, actually, Toronto FC officially officially eliminated, obviously out of that attention a long time ago. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, Once they were eliminated, John Herman's like announced and coaching yeah, staff. Yeah, announced. The second, the second yeah, it gets on. eliminated. I, oh my I respect God. it. He didn't want nothing to do with that dumpster fire that was happening on the field. So now he can actually like move in and this. Well, that, so. also like when you're going to, I mean, they have to have a transition in play. Like there has to be a massive roster overhaul here coming. Yeah. Like there has to be. So it makes sense that you'd probably see out the year with whoever, like, I guess is still. I think Terry's still in charge. You see it out for us here with him, but he can now start actually making moves behind the scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he gets somewhat of a fresh start, I guess. I don't know that I'd classify it as a fresh start, but it's not going, it's not working the tail end of a previous season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that happened. Obviously, Vancouver Whitecaps, Montreal are still in playoff contention. Hopefully, both teams can qualify. I got to give a big shout out to Calvary in the CPL. Um, Tommy Wielden has always been consistently top three in the CPL. Calvary's always been a really good team. I uh, enjoyed my battles against them. Enjoyed playing against some of those guys. Um, Spruce Meadows is a very interesting field to play at. Um, very supportive fans that they have, really good fan base. Um, never a dull moment, Spruce Meadows. Air's a little thin up there, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, they deserved it. They've been the most consistent team all year. And yeah. it's, it's, it's good that like, now they're getting the opportunity to lift a regular season trophy. Dude, I think have- that, that that actually kind of blew my mind. The second I heard that was like, oh, they, have a, they finally have a regular season trophy. I went, wait, what do you mean? I thought they're like... I thought there was oh, one you before thought the that. Championship was a championship. No, no, but... I thought I thought there was a league win. Like I, I sitting here this whole time, I'm like, how the like this is something that also hits more closer to home with me. Like within like BCSBL where I coach in, like there's nothing for winning the fucking league here. Like how yeah. is that not an automatic trophy? Like aren't for a fucking yeah. civilization and a society that wants to give as many people trophies as possible? How is that not for like a league title? And yeah, being consistent over point. 34 games is not easy. You deserve it's, to be rewarded. That's fucking difficult, man. That yeah. is so hard. Like, yeah, no, 100%. I, I was saying that too, but it's kind of tough because I think because at that point, when they first started it, there were so many, the CPL, there were so many moving parts with it. So they're just like, yeah, let's just do one trophy end of the year, like, like playoff formatting. Well, they had um, that weird, like, first, spring, yeah. summer, yeah, and then 20, they had the championships, yeah. like, 2019 was kind of was kind of tough because Calvary was like, yo, we won both this and that, but but we ended up beating them, and it was it was tough. They had a trouble um, accepting that, and then 2020 when we did the tournament, they also I think they also finished in first in the group ta- in the group table I think because we played Pacific in the semifinals. No, we played Calvary in the semifinals. I lied. Because we played Halifax in the final. Yeah. Pacific finished in first. Did they? Wait, who finished? I know we finished second and third. 
How? Because yeah, you know what they must have because I think Halifax came in fourth. Yeah, Halifax came in fourth. And we came in third. Have. We came in third. We came in third. Yeah, and we played Calvary. It was two versus three in the semifinals, and then we played um, Halifax in the end. Halifax, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like again, again, like you kind of, I guess I, that's probably why. And now thinking back, I'm like, okay, the first year you had two seasons. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, the second season was 2020. <laughs> covid next the year 20, another covid 2021 year. another covid another like, covid like yeah so that's easily why that's like, they could i mean they could have done it last year but like in hindsight it was kind of like you're coming back from a covid year so you're kind of just like yeah mm-hmm. let's not move anything around we got a deck they, they got a new commissioner they're like yo let's not move anything around they also just like i, I guess like looking back they just abolished the two seasons that next year too and just went away with it and no one really yeah, Bad and I because it's been so long. And, it was spring and fall, spring and fall, or whatever. They just yeah. did one season, and there's one season. Um, but I there's mean, obviously it, all the turmoil with FC Edmonton and all this other shit, right? Like there's exactly. just other stuff. There's, so many there's also expansion teams, and like, oh yeah, there's yeah. it's there. There's been a lot of stuff that's gone on. Um, but again, the other thing, I the other thing to talk about is obviously we spoke preseason about the new playoff format. It's actually not too bad, to be fair. It's so definitely how, added. I think it's added better storylines further yeah. down. Obviously, it's still weird to sit there and yeah. be like, "So majority of the league uh, gets." But again, you look at the NBA now. Majority of the NBA gets. Yeah, in. The majority doing, of MLS they're, they're, gets they're, in. Like they're doing, they're doing in tournament, see, uh, in in season tournaments in the NBA. The MLS now they're doing like a eighth versus nine to fight for. It's like the play in tournament, basically. Yeah. In the NBA. So, like, I think because there's so much money to be made in North America, the more games you have, the more TV revenue you can make. And, like, obviously, yeah. it helps the players, too, because then it bumps up the oh. salaries. But The NFL's so every- done it, too. Yeah. Literally, the only two that aren't is the NH and uh, the MLB. See? That's what I mean. So, it's kind of like, I don't know why the NFL done it. Like, yo, playing that many games or like, crushing each other's heads is wild. So like, what do you mean? It's never been safer like unless you're a running back. Yeah, I can understand if NHL and NFL didn't do it because like the amount of games and you constantly getting hit, that shit would do to your body. But I now I understand that like, now with everything coming to America, like Messi, the Messi mayhem that has brought to America, like I understand. But the playoff format for the CPL goes first versus second will play each other. So let's say it's Calvary and Forge will play each other. Winner goes straight to the final. Three and four. No, it's five versus four. It's five versus four. And then three three has to, I think three has to wait to see. So, like, it'll be five and four play. And then the winner of five and four will have to play three. And the winner of three and whatever would have to play two. So yep. Yeah. So if you're in second place, you have two two you have two chances to make it to the final. Mm-hmm. And then the other three teams have to play uh like two, three games to get to the final. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much if you come in fourth or fifth, you got to run the table. Yeah. Like you have to win every single game. Um yeah. first and second will play each other and the winner goes immediately to the yeah, to the final. Second yeah. then goes into a semifinal essentially. Yeah. Um yeah. Which I can't. I still look at this playoff format, and I'm like, I don't. I I think from a storyline perspective, it has, it has hit everything they could have hoped for for the regular season side of it. 
Bro, I feel like the CPL every year has just been storylines, bro. Yeah. Like, no, it's been it, dramatic it, every year. Every yeah. single year has been dramatic. I, well, I think, like, you look at, obviously, even during COVID, and you're like, oh, my God, can you imagine if it's just, like, the same teams? And Halifax come in, and yeah, like, oh, my God. They go, they get all the way to the final. It was incredible, right? Um, yeah. Even last year with Valor pushing and pushing and pushing and then falling and off Atletico, the end. Atletico winning and doing it and then falling off the end. And then this year, Atletico were in the driver's seat, and they've fallen yeah. off. And now they need help, and they have to beat Forge. Like, yeah. It, like I think from a storyline perspective, the new playoff format has absolutely smashed out the park. Yeah. And then I look at the format, and I'm like, I still think that, with, like, your, with your eyes, with your eyes, like, it doesn't look. <laughs> but to, if you come in first and second, first and second, you win. You have to wait two weeks to play your next game. That's the part yeah, that I don't. Like, the only, that is the such only, a liability. The only, the only thing is, is like the two week. It's almost like. How people in MLS have a buy. It's a week, but like, regardless, let's say let's say it's Forge and Calvary that are one and two. Like, let's say Forge beats Calvary, and then Forge automatically gets to host the final. Calvary just has to wait another week to see who they play out of the three, four, five. Yeah, they have to wait a week, play, and then wait another week. Yeah, like I I still look at it. I'm like two week, like to win a cup match. And then to have to wait two weeks, to wait a week, I get like that one. I get to wait two weeks though. That it seems outrageous to me to sit there and be like, that's horrible. Yeah. Cause like I mean, any momentum, any buildup that you have, like there's nothing kind of like that whole next week. You're like, okay. And every, all the, adrenaline I, 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 I hear feels you, like there's going to be a also, letdown. If, if you're also the best team in the league all year, like you winning two weeks should not be a reason why like you lose, bro. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a reason yeah. why you lose, but if you're used to going at a click, right? Like it's yeah. like because you look at I think if you look at the CPL this year, there's been more midweek games, and so there's been kind of a consistent ramp up, and there's been a consistent schedule for games, and there's been no real interruptions. And it's like tick, 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 and so if you're like within the machine to go tick, 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 and then stop, like it's it's almost like the flow of how you do things, which is what like it's not like there is. It's not like this league is used to international breaks where you do have two weeks off. Yeah. Right. And now like, yeah. you know, it's two weeks in between your genuine matches. Like, are they going to play if like, if I'm them, I'm like, I think we need to schedule a friendly. No, I'll play inner squad. I don't trust other people. Well, I mean, there would be, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm saying, okay, it's for, Forge would play Sigma and Cavalry would play. You would play Foothills. Foothills. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, but you yeah, want to play against someone else where they're going to give you something where you can keep working on things and keep doing yeah. that stuff. Because mm-hmm. even like again, like it's been the whole year. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole season. Is mm-hmm. an inner squad at that point really gonna help? I don't know. Training, you know, like, be, training be competitive as fuck. That's it what definitely I mean. is. It like, definitely it doesn't is. Have but... to be, it doesn't have to be a 90 minute inner squad because at the same time you do want to preserve bodies, but like you can do a half, bro, and like make pe- make sure people hit a certain number of distance in that 45. Like make maybe the 45 has to be like and you set like parameters. So you get the 90-minute physical part, but, like, you're only playing 45 minutes. Yeah, I still think, like, to have 14 days off for the first time in the it's whole crazy. season at the end, mm-hmm. that is the thing that I find strange. It's you know wild. what I mean? I mean like, what was that, that's, that's really – that's really – that like, that's the biggest thing for me. But then to sit there and say, like, okay, you're going to lose a cup game, but you stay in also seems yeah. weird. But imagine 2021, like, us – like this playoff format would have helped Forge so much. When we were going, when we were out here, we had, bro, we hopped off a plane 
did a regen session. Yeah, but that's also that's during COVID, man. Like that, like that's the no, thing. But, you know, but like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, like now you're, you're looking at it, but in hindsight, like this shit could have helped. Like it oh, could have helped time. a lot. Yeah, big time but again like if you look at like the timing of it though yeah the timing wouldn't have mattered for you guys at this point because you guys oh, were doing you, that stuff later right like think about how late that season went compared to now like we're in september doing this like yeah, you guys were playing last game, our last game was december 5th or some shit exa- like that. that's what i'm saying like you got yeah. like this wouldn't even have mattered really it's just like the, it was just like it was this weird set of variables that everyone had to juggle and mm. i'll give the league as much credit as possible for juggling all of that but also yeah. like you just want it to be normal? I'm, I'm, unless you guys are gonna play in like Vancouver in your final. Would you rather? Would you rather it be how many teams are in the CPO? Eight. There's only eight. That's uh, that's the problem, right? Like again, no. Like, would you ra- would you would you rather it be like one versus eight, or would you rather it be like one gets a buy, then two versus five, and three versus four? No, that wouldn't even that wouldn't even that wouldn't even make sense. No, I th- I, th- I think you can do I think you can do two versus I think four versus or, five. Then they play five, one, three versus that plays six. one. Winner that plays one. If you're gonna do five teams, like again, like I look at it, like I get that or this six teams. teams. Like you you can do you could do six teams. One and two get buys, and then there's automatic. Yeah, three versus six. Like yeah, you could have done that again. Though that still gets difficult. I don't you think they wanted to, to go to six teams, but I don't think they wanted to go to six teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, like, you wait one, like, okay, you play, again, this one, the first ones, you wait three days. So the you have the play-in, and then you play three days later. So mm-hmm. the teams that get a bye aren't waiting two weeks. They're yeah. waiting maybe a week. Yeah. Right? So, okay, you have a one week, and now you're into it, and now you can do a week break mm-hmm. in between that, right? Um, but I'm no. still, like, I, I still, I think, like, this one, again, I think they wanted to create... Just, just from looking at it objectively, this creates more storylines. Number one, because yeah. oh, who lost that semifinal? Essentially, well, they get their next chance. Like it just, it seems inherently weird that you lose a semifinal to end up in the other side of the semifinal. You know what I mean? Like bro. literally, just looking at it. Like if you look, man, at shout it, out Calvary, bro. Shout out Calvary, Tommy. Well done, man. Shout out, shout out to them, bro. Oh Never my god. I really fuck it. Like honestly, part of me really hopes they don't lose that fucking semifinal. Bro, if they, end if up they, on if, the other side, bro. If, if Forge just find a way to win again, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna. I probably will genuinely be upset. I actually would probably be upset. I'm gonna be like, yo, all right, yo, because now it's like you got to look at Bobby and be like, yo, Bob, like you got to move on, bro. Like there was a lot of talk about. I mean, some people are coming to me asking me if he was gonna be the new national team coach, um, but. I mean, I seen the comments from Mauro Borriello saying that he, like he's been prepared to take this job. He's like, like I'm ready. So I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. No, like that's the thing. I don't. I. It's one of those things, man. I don't know. I don't know what. There's the gonna best. be a lot of vacancies in MLS jobs too. So like, right. you never know. Hopefully, Bobby stays. Bobby stays. But if Forge win again, I'm gonna be looking at the man like. Like, <laughs> would, would, would we... winning would winning gets them back in the Champions League though, doesn't it? It does. So again, like, there's that extra little carrot to now stick around, right? Like the Champions it, Cup. Champions Cup. Oh my god, yeah. I gotta figure. I gotta. I gotta try and remember how all of these connections and like the League's Shout Cup now coming in and how the. Calvary going into the champions champions cup the champions league oh, it's not because not it's not 
I don't think it's Scotia Bank anymore. I think it's just something else. I forget what it is, but um, yeah, shout out to Calvary. Um, the CPL is an inherently like more defensive league, anyways. So I don't really see any games really being high scoring. Um, Nate Ingham came out and said for your uh, for Atletico when they got scored on at the end, he said we need to grow up. It's the sixth time in this year that they've been scored on in the 90th, like, late in games, last five minutes of games. And, yeah, I mean, it's a probably a mentality thing, too. Like, you can't take your foot off the gas. Especially it's when probably part of that. Up. And then I wonder if there's a correlation because, again, it'd be interesting to actually see what the goals look like and where the mistakes broke down. Like, are they the same mistakes over and over and over again? That's or are question. they these different things? Are they now different variables that are just being thrown in where, again, like, it's <clears> – <throat> one's a stupid square pass that gets cut out and they get yeah. run down the field. It, it, or is it just like, oh, it's a similar type giveaway where mm -hmm. you don't get the ball past the first man and they're heading it out and now they're fucking running at you. Like, what exactly are the mistakes? Because if there, it's it could also just be like, this was a wonder goal. This one was an unbelievable defense no, they play even... that made a block that now is a, ends up in a corner that they get scored on. Like, that's just the one thing that I, I don't know. Yeah, which would be interesting. I've seen, seen, seen the goal that they conceded from York in the 88th minute, and it was an outside foot pass from Mull to Jeremy, who like laid off one touch, and the ball was bouncing. And I think DeSantos is his name, number eleven. He like controlled it, and he like he did it like a, a lucky move, and it kind of like went through one of the Athletic Ottawa's uh, legs, and then like the last and it toe poked it through Ingham's legs. So it's kind of like, damn. <laughs> like, you're, you're also playing against a desperate team that had to win. Like, yeah. there's a difference between being like, oh, we just can't lose and a team that's like, we have to win. Like, there's yeah. also a humongous difference with that. And now they have to go beat Forge. They have to. They don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And they need help. So, if, like, they, if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, does Ali Bassett still make the final ballot for MVP? He has the most goals, I think. We're tied in first. I think he has to make the it. final ballot, but winning it, I don't. Know. That's the other. That, that's the other thing. I think that that's another thing that the, the league's been okay with is that it's not. Although you do have fours that have been like the mainstay in the final and winning, mm. there have been players who've popped up every single year. Hundred percent. I got. I got. I got. I got a bone to pick with the CPL, yo. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Nah. Yo, that twenty twenty one year. Bro, I was supposed to be on the finalist for MVP, but they said they couldn't have two Forge players. I was like, bro, if, so, if someone's better, they're better, yo. What are we talking about? Oh, Jesus so, Christ. It got, me, it got me so mad. I was like, bro, Costa came to me, and this is the insider. Costa came to me. He's like, yo, I, I swear. even You can ask Christian Jack because I had a whole interview with him, and I was thinking, like, yo, I was cooking. I played every minute, every game. He's like, yo, like, good, you might, might get some, like, good news. And now I'm like, oh, what? It's like, yo, I, apparently, like, you might be on. I was like, oh, shit, for real? Like, just to be shortlisted is blessed. Uh, who want, I, I don't know if Bex wanted or, no, no, some, was it? That's 21. Bustos one, I think. I'll look it up. Because Bex won 2020. No, uh, it was Zhao Morelli. Drow Morelli, because he broke the goal scoring record. I mean, Morelli was legit that year. He he was legit. Did they make the playoffs? No. 
just sit there and like the part that I don't understand is sit there and say oh, we just can't have we can't have you can't two play. it was crazy that's it was wild. that shit was that shit was wild I was like wow yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm so happy I'm leaving this place <laughs> I swear that's that's what I was like yeah I'm so happy I'm leaving this place yeah. now but shout out to the CPO I mean um yeah, yeah. It, it it'll I think like for the for whoever is gonna win like um, whoever's going to win the player of the year this year, I think it's going to be more interesting for sure because you've got Bassett has 11 goals. Meyer yeah. Bev's got 10 for Calvary, though. Taron yeah. Campbell and Bubens are both on 10. That's what I mean. So I feel like, like Matt Mass wins- Farron for Halifax is on seven. And then you've also got Calegri, uh, who's got six assists for Halifax. Island Salouf's got eight assists for Pacific. Like Bex has got goals? seven for Forge. Like, yeah. Like That's there's... what I mean. I think it's gonna come down to whoever wins. If Bassett don't, if Oliver don't get into the playoffs, I don't think he gets it. I I I would find it very. Yeah. I I doubt that they do that simply because if the he finishes with that... the most, if he if he finishes with the most goals, he'll get the most goals. But also, like, I think he, he he they'd have to get in in fifth, and I think they'd have to go win for them to honestly like thinking about it for them to name him a back to back MVP. They yeah, have, have to, to go win it. it. No, I think I think if they get to the finals, they'll be should be fine. But what if what if what if Calvary, Calvary? and Maya oh, yeah, Bevan yeah, yeah. score? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. all or if it's Forge and Taryn and Wubens end up scoring more goals. Like yeah. that's the only thing that I kind of sit there and I look at. I'm like, I think I think they would genuinely have to win it for them to name him back to back. Just just because again, like you're looking at like for me, the best player in the CPL over the this whole time has been Kyle Becker. He's he's yeah. the best player. He's one at once. Yeah. I mean, that's what the goalkeepers do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't – I'd be, I'd be calling hey, you talk, guys out, though. Talking, uh, talking about – by the way, talking about most valuable player, you're telling me Callie Irving shouldn't be in that conversation for Vancouver are technically a point out. If they win their last game, they would have missed it by a point. Like, Yeah, and everybody thought they was going to finish in last. That's crazy. So, like, that's the thing, like – how yeah. is he not potentially not in the conversation for not just goalie there, but MVP? Like, so that's like, I, I just, I think like when you're looking at still such a young league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to the CPL, man. It's still, it's still entertaining to some sort. Every team has the way teams have changed since I was there and like the playing styles and like the type of personnel that they're bringing in. It's kind of like, wow. Like it's, I feel like it's going in a different direction, but it's an interesting direction. So you like, you kind of just, Sit there and wait to see how it really what's really gonna happen. Yeah, I I think that that's probably one of the better things about it is like mm-hmm. it's not exactly as predictable as people think. And mm-hmm. obviously, looking at Project Eight coming in on the women's side, you're hoping that they can create the headlines that CPL has so far. I think that would be the perfect first step is just seeing like okay, year one there's headlines. Yeah. Year two, there's more headlines and and different headlines. Like you can't just keep getting the same ones over and over again because it's because yeah. it gets repetitive. Which again, that's CPL has absolutely smashed that that bit out of the park so far. Wild, wild. From the first year, I knew the show was gonna be wild. Like when we had got into a fist fight with Calvary, it's wild. <laughs> how going? do we how do we follow this up? Yeah, next year. What's next? Oh, those script writers. You're wait. You couldn't wait to see what the script was going to be for the next yeah, year, eh? Hey? Yeah, and it was like, oh, wait. Now we got we got a Kobe. We're playing in Prince Edward Island. Wow. 
All right. Oh, shit. Forge went on a, a CONCACAF run? Oh, wow. Forge beat Olympia? Oh, shit. Uh, Cavalry beat Vancouver? Oh, shit. They beat Vancouver again? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's kind of dope. It's, it's definitely dope. Um, Now, back to European soccer. You're Manchester United, bro. What's going on? Uh, it's it's just I mean I think like, I look at injuries, it injuries 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 one thing for sure yeah. but just when the club has so much turmoil at the top and it's clearly not being run properly like you can't you can't expect a subsidiary a subsidiary part of a company to be efficient when the top isn't efficient like it's the one thing like I know people are sick and tired of hearing Gary Neville spout off about that because how should how should that impact the players on the pitch it fucking does man like give me a break if everyone above you is in a shit mood and a shit mood and it's not being run properly and everything you have around you is breaking down like it's inevitably going to impact that part the second the other thing though is that they need to get a lot of the fucking people out of that dressing room there are people still there who need to go because they're the same guys who have been with other managers now this whole time and everyone else is getting sacked everyone else has gotten sacked because of it so there are a group of players in that dressing that need to go. Um, mm. But I also yeah, look yeah, at... Any, any off the top of your head? They need to go? Well, I mean, Phil Jones is on his way out, which is great, finally. Um, uh, one that I think needs to go and not because I think he's been a bad servant or just I think for his own sake needs to go is Harry Maguire. Yeah, like, yeah. And I can also understand why he doesn't want to. He's not going to get the same paycheck somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I get that. I also think the hate that he's getting is absolutely ridiculous. Like 100%. at the same time, he he's a Premier League footballer, man. Not only is he a Premier League footballer, he was the best defender at the uh, Euros. Yeah, twenty twenty Euros. He was the best. But defender. For, bro, but for England, he hoops, bro. That's what I he like with England. Yeah, but like he, it's not that hard to cooks. do that, though, man. It's not hard. But here's the thing, though. Like you look at it, all of a sudden on that side, yeah, just give the ball. Take the ball, give it to either John Stones right beside you or give it to Luke Shaw beside you. Don't do anything else because you've got Declan Rice in front of you. He had Calvin Phillips. He had Harry. Like You are small in that group. And your job is to jump up and head the ball away. That's it. Don't do anything else other than that. Right? Like, I can can refute that because you're saying it's not It's easier. Obviously, it's easier to play with that collection of players. But let's say Calvin Phillips, for example. When he's at Man City, how come it doesn't translate? Because he doesn't play because he's got Rodri in front of him. Like, but the yeah. difference I'm saying, I'm saying he's protected defensively. You saw it, like, yeah. I don't know if you saw their game against Scotland. The own goal that he scored is his own fault for dropping 40 fucking yards directly back and not applying any pressure. Yes, he's unlucky that he goes to try and block the cross and it skips off his studs and past um mm-hmm. fuck, I don't even Nick Pope, I think was in goal. Yes, that bit's unlucky, but the defending him before it is it that's not top quality defending. It's just not. Yeah. He just drops off because he's scared of getting beat for pace. When you yeah. have someone like Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, those two in front of you, yeah, they you're not were getting they, beat for anything. Were, like, they not, you're, you're were, like, they, were they not playing against Scotland? Not at that point, no. Okay. No. And it's also like all of a sudden now you're on the ball, but people are more worried about like I kind of let you have the ball now because if I press. You've got Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane and so Stephen Rice has, and Phil Foden shooting off. At Man United, he doesn't have that right now. They're like, give it to someone else. Go for yeah. it. I'm going to press. Like, it, it, it is wildly different. It is yeah. wildly different. Though club managers have way more time to prepare for stuff like that as well mm-hmm. than international managers do. Because, again, international football is so sporadic and reactionary. Um, you can plan as best you want, but 
good luck. Like yeah. even now looking at England, like I don't know how an opponent prepares for Jude Bellingham. I the guy's a freak. Yeah, he's cooking. The guy's bro. an absolute freak. Cooking. Confidence, bro. Confidence can do so much, bro. It's wild. And I know, like I said this before, it's not a basketball uh podcast, but like Draymond Green was saying, like, the reason why he stopped shooting, obviously, if you have the best shooters on your team, you're not going to shoot. But he was like, yo, confidence. The confidence kicked my ass. It was like to the point where, like, I used to question myself, even if I was wide open, it was like, yo, me shooting a wide open shot is not better than Steph Curry shooting a contested shot. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He was like, yo, he's like, he's like, I'm a fucking NBA player. And I, I, I was a pretty good, darn good at good one. Like, how can I not be able to make an open shot that I've done one year for 40% from three, but I'd rather give it to Steph who's in double team. I mean, Steph is the best shooter ever. So it's like, I understand that, but it's like, you know what I mean? Just oh yeah. Confidence, confidence changes the whole ball game, bro. And then you go into yeah. a locker room where like, you're not the main man. You became the main man because of like his performances, but like you came in to a locker room that was already culturally accepted. Like, you know what I mean? He didn't have to do it. Like they plugged him in. They're like, yo, just do this. Like, then you have guys like Tony Cruz, Luka Modric that you can look up to, like the youngins that are like on your level, world players, oh, yeah. young players of the world. He's cooking for sure. Yeah. But it also came out that like, again, apparently Solskjaer didn't want to give Maguire the captaincy. Mm. He offered it to multiple United players, turned it down. Why is Bruno Fernandez captain? Like I said, there's, I don't, crazy. I don't think there's anyone else right now, man. Like, and again, That's I think, like, again, you look at hard to argue with the stats Bruno's put up because they've been disgusting. They're actually ridiculous. But I think, like, that's the basic. For some it's, reason, it's, I, it's, I, I don't know. I just don't like Bruno Fernandez, bro. I don't know. Oh, I get it. I get it. Like. He's really whiny. He whines a it's lot. Not, like, it's, not, I, it's not even the personality. Like, I would never say he's a bad player, but he's not my type of player. You know what I mean? He's a really good yeah. player. Don't get me wrong, but like something about how he plays aesthetically like throws me off. Yeah. No, I don't I, know I, what it is. I kind of get Actually, it. You know what I mean? Like he's efficient in everything. Like he's a good passer, shooter, everything. Like, don't get me wrong. Also, most, a lot of soccer players whine. Like we're not going to act like, you know what I mean? That yeah. doesn't, it's not that. Just something about him. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I wouldn't yeah. put him on my team over Bernardo Silva. I don't know what it is. No, but I don't think there are many people that would, if I'm being honest. Like, what, it, it's just, he, like, he's a different type. Compared to Bernardo Silva's numbers, you'd be like, yo, like, what the hell? Like, you'd be crazy not to play him. But, like, there's just something about him, as good as he is. Like, I'm like, yo, I just wouldn't put you in my 11. I don't know why. Yeah. No, no that, disrespect. I, I also just look at, like, again, I think the other side of it is Tenog hasn't got the guys he's wanted. Like, I'm sorry, Hoyland looks the real deal. And yeah. I'm, I actually said, I'm like, Holy What's, shit, happening, with got a number What's nine. happening with Anthony? He's been, he's now back in the dressing room. He's now fully able to train and play. So he's available okay. for selection again. But again, you're looking at like, okay, that was one of his players. Yeah, he's got to, he's got to get used to playing the Prem. Like Brazilians do typically take a little bit longer to get used to it. And some of them have yeah. not been very good in the Premier League. It's a different yes. type of ball game, man. It just is. Yes. But I, I, I look at it, I'm like, kid, he's very clearly not been given the keys yet. And that mm. comes down from ownership. Mm. Until the club is sold, they're going to be in turmoil. They just are. They just are, man. Like that's that's reality. It, it's like any other company. Like until okay. you you, is, you you can't fix it from the bottom up. If there's an issue at the top, that that issue has to be dealt with before the bottom gets fixed. 
Um, What's their record? Three and four? Something like that. Yeah, it's not good, man. It's not fucking good. And um, the Premier League, the Premier League this year, by the way, is fucking wild. Absolutely crazy. Newcastle winning eight 0 Brighton, Brighton got Brighton. slapped. Yeah, six one by Villa. The, Brighton the other week was cooking. You're like, yo, god damn, Tatoma. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, that's like some Tottenham and fucking fucking top three, top two. They look, yeah, they look, yeah but they should they should have fucking lost. They should have fucking lost against Liverpool. Like Liverpool got cheated. Like they got cheated. Okay, do you think that's a yeah, red card? Do you think that's a red card by Curtis Jones? I haven't I haven't seen it at full speed yet, but at the same time, like I look at the red card that Gusto got for Chelsea, and I'm like, that's not a sending off. It's not. He wins the ball. The one that Gusto got for Chelsea? Yeah, he got sent oh, off for Chelsea. Bro, I don't know, bro. It's, it, I feel like if you're on his team, you'll say it's not a red card. But if, if you're his, on the other team... If his foot's raised, if his foot's raised and he goes over the ball, I completely agree. You cannot fucking sit here and tell me that that tackle, he has to go toe first because he's going to break his fucking foot. He's going to break his leg doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like there's a part of it, like, hey, they... they you have to show your studs tackling sometimes. You have to. You, you're not taking that out of the game. You can't. Oh no! If I think, foot's I on think, the ground, I, and yeah. he gets the ball, and the other player's running the other way. I'm sorry. Who's hitting? Who's hitting who? Like I don't know. They're I running think and their hurt. momentum hits in there too. Like I, I, I just I fucking hate when they slow that down and they're like, oh, it look how far the ball worse. away is. Yes. Okay. Watching, watching, watching tackles in slow motion. Everything looks. Good. It's bullshit. You have to watch yeah. it at full speed. Like that should be taken out of. Like, it's one thing to be like, wait, did he actually get the ball or did he go over the ball? And then to slow it down and be like, oh my god, he only got like he nicked it with one stud and he caught the guy with five. Different. You're out of control at that point. Yeah. I think the Curtis Jones one is a red card, bro. I don't even lie. That's I, I, I need to watch it to be honest with you because again, I've heard I've heard both of them. Yeah. But the other thing I've heard is like it, it's you can't slow it down. You can't. You don't slow you can't. it down. Yeah, that was a. But Tottenham, though, in general, they have been cooking, bro. They have. They have been cooking. I'm not gonna lie, bro. They have James Madison. I knew him. Didn't I say this in the beginning of the year? Him going to Tottenham was going to be crazy. I'm like, he has to leave Leicester. I was like, this guy with Tottenham, I'm like, he's a hooper. Absolute oh, yeah. hooper, bro. Oh, James Madison's quality. Like, the fact quality. that that guy has not been in the England, it's again, it's like, it It blows it's my mind best, sometimes when you see, team. like, him, Phil Fote, and these guys. I'm like, how are they not getting selected? I'm sorry, ahead of Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. Not Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling just brings it, yeah. It is well, but because he's like probably the most capped guy now for England out of all of them. Harry Kane's got to be up there. Like, oh, Harry Kane has the most Raheem, goals. But Raheem hey, might Raheem's be. He's been in the England setup a lot longer. Yeah, Raheem. Raheem might be. To be fair, yeah. But I just I, I look at that team and and again, I, I the Prem's just been on a different level this year. It's been and, on a different level. Holland's but, still Holland's still going. Um, Newcastle got a little taste of the medicine in the Champions League. It's like welcome. They got a welcome <laughs> in the Champions League. Yeah, they still got a no, they still got a point at the San Siro. Yeah. Like, I just had run. Arsenal, Arsenal, three love PS against PSV. Well, welcome back to the Prem. Yep, they're um, again. I, I, think, I don't think that they're they're not. They don't look like they did last year, but you can kind of see like they they seem the like they're. Is, what's gonna they're what's gonna hurt them? What's gonna hurt them is this: they have no depth, bro. No, compared no. to like City, like the people that they get to bring off the bench, it's not like you know what I mean. 
That's why yeah. I tailed off at the end of the year because it was like, damn, bro, like I can't play Bacayo and Martinelli every damn game, Champions League, Cup, Premier League, yo. No, I know. Like, and that's the thing. Like, it's that's that's always going to be their downfall right now. And again, until that group proves it and gets over the hump, I'm still not buying. I I can't buy into it. I can't. You, you know, can't buy like, into an Arsenal. I can't buy into that they're going to win. That they're going to win anything. No I mean, yeah, I can't buy until they do it. I can't buy into it. I personally can't. Like, don't get me wrong. I I think it's going to be difficult because. Again, I don't rem- I don't remember the last team if anyone's won it four times in a row. Like for City to do that is going to be the Crazy. A, a ridiculous feat. City is also so they just lost last weekend and they're suffering with a lot, lot of injuries as well. Yep, and, and again, other than Arsenal, I don't think I buy into Tottenham doing it the whole year because again, I think no. they struggle with depth. It's so depth, Ars- bro. Arsenal honestly are the next ones in line, but I can't sit here and say I think it's going to happen or I believe it'll happen until they fucking do it because it's the same group. I I said, hey, I said it all, all last year. I said they fucking bottled it the year before trying to get in the Champions League, mm-hmm. and then they bottled it last year. So until that group, again, until they get re- unless they get even more reinforcements, yeah, until they, they actually did. get over the line, I I can't buy into it. Yeah, they're definitely going. They're definitely going to need reinforcements for sure. That one is for sure. Like no yeah. doubt about it. But, it doesn't help that they lost jury and timber immediately too to an yeah. ACL and stuff like that. That obviously doesn't help. Um, and again, here's the other side of it. What is the what's the goalkeeping situation going to do to that locker room with Ramsdale and the and uh, Raya? Like, what's that going to be like? Damn, I watched the all or nothing for Arsenal, and Ramsdale is a specimen, like, he's very passionate. So I'm sure he's gonna be a good locker room guy, but like I don't know what happens. One play, remember, oh, Real Madrid or PSG did it. Like one plays Champions, no, Real Madrid. One plays Champions League and one plays um, the league games. Yeah, but I don't think you're doing that with two. Like you can't have two number ones and do that. Like you can't. Bro, it doesn't work. There with was, two it, was Kaylor, it was Kaylor Navas and and Courtois. They were splitting before Kaylor no. went to PSG. It was no, no, no. Courtois wasn't there. Courtois was at Chelsea. It was Kaylor Navas and someone else. That was the Casillas. I think Casillas was gone. I I don't even think it was man. I think it no. It was that PSG it was when Kaylor Navas was last year at PSG with Donnarumma. That's what it was. Donnarumma yeah, was playing league again, and Kaylor Navas was playing Champions League. Yeah, I mean it didn't really work. Like yeah, again, I just at the, I, time, I, at the same time English teams play a lot more games than the rest of these guys. So like. Yeah, but I think there's I think there's a humongous difference. I I look at it like I like even looking at like when United did that, it was like the Haya plays plays the whole league, and then their number two plays when they were in the Europa League and FA Cup and yeah, yeah. oh we're in a final. De Gea is playing. Like that's what it turned into. Like they yeah. weren't even given that chance, right? Like well, maybe I maybe think, it's just competition. Maybe he just plays the best better goalkeeper that week, yo. And it is what it is. Maybe I just I, I you do that you the thing is you do that for every other position so like why not like why is all of a sudden so weird to do that with goalkeeper play whoever trains better I don't disagree I just think like yeah. it's like so for instance like I understand like, I don't know I think goalkeeping is different though man goalkeeping is different like and again I think it's just like there's rhythm that's involved there's yeah. confidence that's involved yeah. and it's like it's the one position that again I think it's like similar to probably a striker 
Hall really? Julian Alvarez had a better week in training than Holland. You're not gonna play Holland. Yeah, you're gonna play both of them. Because no, but you that's can't. what I mean. Though, but you, there's no, ways around it for goalkeeping. There's no ways around it. So that, that's what I mean. That's why it's that's why it's a completely yeah. different variable. That's why I'm sitting here going like, I don't know how that's gonna work. And I can like again, I I think like there you could you could see like some issues at least within the group in the dressing room. Like I could see that arising. Maybe not this year. It might be in years down the road, or it's like Ramsdale goes, fuck this, I'm out here in January, and he gets up and leaves. Then what happens if Raya gets hurt? You know, like, that's the thing. I, I think that's a weird I think that's just a weird I, one. I, I, I believe in competition, but obviously goalkeeping and back, in the back line, too. That's why you don't see really see substitutions in the back line because you need consistency, especially mm-hmm. when defending, because you defend as a unit, not an individual. It's not like an individual skill, but... Nah, man. Like we put co- competition between every other position on the field. Like, yo, and it's a small side, and you whoever gets scored on the most, yo, you might have to hold. You know what I mean? Whoever's distribution and during training the week, that's how it goes. Like, if you was cooking in, in training one week, it's like, damn, I better be playing. You got to reward that for sure. But I don't think Odegaard is getting dropped. I don't think Saka is getting dropped. If Saka has a bad week, but I also don't think. Dropped. I also, but I also don't think those guys. Don't kill it in training. You know what I mean? Like because no, no, no. I, so like, I, I, I don't disagree. But like, you know okay, what if Ramsdale and Raya both have good weeks in training? Then it's whoever was in whoever was in that the last game. Yeah, but what if they had a poor game? Like, like, like that's like I, I just sit there and I'm like, I don't think you can base everything off training, and I don't think you do that necessarily for any other position. Realistically, if there's a position that's close, like obviously you're gonna do it. Yeah. Or if someone has a really poor week and like, oh my god, they're poor in the game. They've been poor. They need a break. So one thing to say, okay, this player's tired. He needs a break, and this other player's been good. But like mm-hmm. Declan Rice ain't getting dropped. I don't care what he's training. Like, there's no fucking chance yeah. Arteta drops him. Odegaard, yeah. or so- like Saka can take it. Take, can have an off week in training. He's still playing. Yeah, but the thing is, there's no one. The people behind Saka, Odegaard, and Declan Rice are not even close to their level. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you take it, like, Rodri's going to be like, damn, this guy's almost as, as good as me. Or, you know what I mean? Like, who else? Like, Phil Foden and Bernardo Silva. Like, you start Bernardo, but it's like, damn, like, Phil Foden's on my heels. So, like, you can't even take that time off to, like, yo, I'm going to play regardless. Because you don't know if you're going to play regardless. Soccer in the men's, they're going to play regardless because the person behind them is nowhere close to as good as them. So, like, a bad week of training is not going to tell Arteta anything. He's going to be like, yo, his battle good training, he's still better than me. <laughs> so it's like, damn, <laughs> like, what do you do? But that's what I'm saying. So, like, if they're that close in, like, talent or whatever, you have to – like, there's something that has to break the ice. It can't just be favoritism at that point because then that's going to make the player be more upset than you saying, like, yo, whoever trains better. The morale in the locker room will be worse. Like, if you just said because he's Spanish, bro, like, come on. That's what's going to be looking like from the outside. I think that's one of the interesting things because you're like, I don't exactly know what Ramsdale did to lose the spot, if I'm being honest. Like that's what I mean. So it's kind of like, yo, what do you like you have to base it off something? Like the next right winger coming off the bench for uh Arsenal is who? Reese Nelson? Come on, fam. Yeah, I mean, clearly <laughs> Arteta sees something different in Raya than he does in Ramsdale. Like yeah, he clearly he, does. Yeah, then you just have that conversation. It's definitely like a tough conversation, but it is what it is. Um, Chelsea got their first win. First win, not first win. Well, first multi-goal win. Yeah. Still a bad team. All the money in the world. Can't do nothing. Anything Anything else on the docket? 
The U-17s lost to Brazil. I could have called that one. Yeah, that's always – but again, though, like I, I look at that and I'm like, that, what an unbelievable experience for those guys, yeah. for those kids. Like, again, another another game that you don't – you would have never seen before. Never. So, so CPL players coming into that game. So that was that was kind of dope. Um, what else we got? I think that shouldn't be everything, no? That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to my team, Barcelona. Little, little, little young sensation, Lamine. Come on, bro. He's been cooking. It's nice, Chavi. Chavi got extended. Let me talk about my team, bro. <laughs> Barcelona got Joao Costa, two Joaos. Yeah. Felix, also, their bri- also their bribery charges. You know, it is what it is, bro. Can't. <laughs> Come on, bro. Bribery charges happen everywhere in the world just because, wow, now it's in Spain, bro. Come on, Mexico does it. <laughs> like, yo, Russia probably does it. Like, no one says nothing to them fools because it's Barcelona. Come on, man. Come on, we're going. Yeah, we'll see, how it, too, though. see how it plays out with those because they look pretty serious. Yeah, 100%. But, like, they look pretty serious, but then we all, everybody forgot about Man City's charges. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> We haven't forgotten. Still there. Oh, you remember it. I, do, you I fully it? remember. I fully remember those. <laughs> yeah, but if we if we got if we got nothing else, then shout out to anybody who is listening, watching. Um, this has been episode 26 of Top Pin Talks presented to you by FTF Canada. I'm Kwame Wood. This is that is Adam Jones. And no, that's it. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Uh be back soon.